0: Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Success in Accounting.
1: Sponsored by Dext. With Rob Brown and Martin Visit. Broadcast on behalf of the Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network, and Rob Brown and we are carrying on with our series of live interviews we did at the recent prestigious International Accounting Forum and Awards events down in London. It was at the Waldorf Hotel and takes place once a year on behalf of the International Accounting Bulletin that do the global surveys and rankings for international accounting networks, associations, and alliances. This was a forum consisting of various keynotes, top speakers from heads of bodies, associations, plus a few of the FinTech software vendors that were sponsoring the events. And on this week's two interviews, we have Phil Hopton from Walters Kluwer and the legend that is Clyde Villegas Bennett. He is MGI worldwide. He's stepping away a little bit, but he was honored with a Lifetime Achievement Award and so well deserved. He served the profession for many, many years. You can hear from him as well. And uh, we touch on well being and mental health in accountants, one of Clive's pet subjects. And he spoke very eloquently on it at last year's event. And he's back here supporting his team at this year's event enjoy the live interviews and we'll see you next week for more so so our brown here of the success in accounting podcast i'm thrilled to have with me today from mgi worldwide is clive vegas bennett hello sir hi good morning clive this is a big event i know you've been here a few times you spoke last year as well what's the vibe this year at the international accounting forum and awards 2022
2: um it's it's very interesting. I think we're all in a position of a lot of ter- a time of a lot of turmoil in our businesses, and I think for the networks and associations, the big challenge is that whereas for many years we have viewed our job as helping our members get more business, mm-hmm. get more clients, improve their market position, the big the word that is everything for all our members worldwide is talent, and yes. it's about attracting and tra- retaining staff, and it's a huge challenge. Huge challenge.
1: We've already heard in that first session that the baby boomers are moving on. There are more people dying and leaving accountancy than coming into mm-hmm. it. It's not a sexy profession anymore, so there's problems in the,
2: the, the bottom end, if you like, recruiting and graduates. Can accounting ever be sexy? How are we going to redress the balance? Well, I actually think there's some there's some insanity here. <laughs> um, there's there a, a message of hope. Well, well, no, but there is a message of right. real hope here. And I think the problem, the problem is how auditors and accountants think about, think about themselves. Right. You know, the sexy sectors are tech, you know, if, if someone young gets a job at Google or one of those big tech firms, it's fantastic. And well, what are they going to do? They're going to be coding. No one on this planet can tell me that coding is more sexy, <laughs> more enjoyable than actually being an auditor, where you probably will spend three months with one firm, three months with another. Yeah. Uh, you're responsible for a hugely responsible job that's important to society. So the worst thing is the number of times I have accountants coming up to me and saying, well, I'm an accountant, so I'm boring. Well, it's a matter of selling it and saying, you know what, it's not boring. It's actually really interesting. You get to have a relationship with industry and companies that is privileged and special and actually important. So I think accountants have to change their self-image and then project that and explain why actually it's a very exciting and interesting Uh, profession. And I'm not an accountant myself, so I'm not selling, I'm selling it as it were from the outside. Yeah.
1: And when you look at the PR problem of accounting, it starts, as you say with the accountants themselves, but then projecting that as a profession. And even as firms, we talk a lot now about employer brand and saying this is a great place to work. Not just this is a great profession to be in, but our firm, our network, this is a great place to be. How did they start to communicate that?
2: Well, I, I think that's the other change in mindset. I mean, because tech firms, are, most tech firms are relatively recent, yeah. you know, we're talking about a few decades, whereas accounting is, we're, talk- we're talking many, many decades, more than a century, in fact, historically several centuries, it's been hasn't it? so it, it has become rather complacent. But I know accounting firms, um, I visited one recently in the Netherlands, where I walked in and I thought, I would love to work in this place. And it was to do with leadership, where they have to think, what is it? that will make someone want to be here, and make them more productive, make them enthusiastic and motivated. And the physical space, the way people are treated, and it's really about money as such. Um, Those are all the important things. So if if your physical space as an accounting firm is actually dull, unexciting, you've got a problem. And it's, you know, everything associated, with it's obviously not just the offices, everything associated with the way, way people work. And so I think it has to come from the leadership, you know, managing partners have to realise we've got to change what it looks like and feels like when people walk in through the door.
1: Do we need to change the business model of accounting firms, Clive, we've got private equity money coming in, a lot of consolidation, decoupling of audit, there's lots going on.
2: Well, there is. Um, I mean, some of that is, is difficult to, to stand against. I mean, I think audit is in a huge crisis, um, but I have pretty controversial views about audit. Uh, and now you that i stand
1: I'm, on your soapbox if you want well, to on the show. I, especially <laughs> as I'm
2: right at the end of my career now. I mean, I, I think the major, prob- for the, the major problem for the audit model is that, that, the, that the organization being audited is who pays for the audit. Yes. Uh, if we had that in the airline industry, so your airworthy certificate, um, consultant was paid directly by the airline, we'd have aircraft falling out of the sky. Sure. Now that is very difficult to change. I mean, the trouble with audit, of course, is that it's small margin uh, or has been traditionally low margin and very high risk. And so audit, I think there's a serious crisis and it's, it's not by accident that firms like Deloitte are increasingly moving away from audit. So I think that's changing. I think on the accounting side, I think there's a lot of, because of technology, a lot of the uh, typical accounting work is being done by, uh, by AI, cloud systems and others. And so actually, I think it's much more exciting. I, I think, you know, really um, forward thinking firms, they are, they're actually moving into much more of the advisory consulting forward thinking rather than just looking backwards at the, account, at the accounting. And if they can create that niche, that's very interesting. And that's more attractive. So it's, part of, it's linked to the talent question. So yes, I think there are big changes happening.
1: Yeah. One of your areas of passion. And you spoke about it very convicted the last year at this event, is mental well-being and mental health. What's happening in the accounting profession there? Because all the accountants I talked to, are overwhelmed, anxious, overloaded, busy, maybe stressed. There's a lot going on there.
2: Well, I, I think it's a very complex issue exactly because, um, and it's a vicious exactly because of the talent problem. Right. It's a vicious circle. I mean, I know a firm in the United States that nearly went under because they couldn't, they were losing talent. The partners and senior managers were there, were therefore working more and more hours, and their mental health was being affected. And it wasn't because of company culture, there simply wasn't any choice. And um, I think that doesn't help. But um, I think there is much, I think there has been a huge sea change. Um, There are very few firms that I speak to that aren't aware that it's an issue, that they need to think about it, need to think about the, and it, it's broadened even just the mental well-being well-being in general is really important because if nothing else, as I say, it's about uh, attracting and, and, and motivating and keeping talent. And so they're much more aware of it. I think there's a huge change and I think it's, it's, it's very positive. Of course, you know, what to do about it and how to, you know, how you deal with the fact that suddenly you haven't got enough people to do the job you've got. Yeah. That's a, that is a big issue.
1: Sure. And at MGI Worldwide, the member firms that you talk to, what
2: kind of challenges are they telling you that they're having and how are you helping them solve them? Uh, it's talent, talent, talent. It keeps it's coming al- back to it. No, it really, really is. I mean, my amazement is just how even an, it's been building, but in the last year, the number of firms I speak to who say, we cannot take on any more business. You know, we maybe come with them, to them with a business opportunity, sorry, we can't do it. We're already turning away business. and. Uh, firms, especially right now in the US is particularly bad, but I mean, Australia, UK, Germany, who are who are saying we're in dire straits, not because we can't get the clients or the business, but we can't serve the business we've got. So it absolutely is do- the dominant question, and I'm amazed at how much it is basically the first thing they talk about. Obviously related to that, they are thinking about me- mental well-being. but in terms of the business, it really is huge. What are the answers, Clive? well give us some hope well as i say i mean i i don't think there's a simple answer and by the way it's not unique to the accounting world i mean even the tech world that i was speaking about early on you know they're having problems banking lawyers there has been the so-called great resignation um you know a lot of people disappear and actually the entertainment and hospitality sector is desperate you know look at what's happening to airlines hotels restaurants so there's been a huge volume of people in the during the pandemic, younger people who got laid off or changed their minds and went off to do other things. And they've kind of disappeared because most of the people who have left our firms haven't gone to other firms, they've gone to do something different. I think some of those will come back. Uh, You know, what to do about it. Obviously you can't stand still. I think A firms are going to be merging to share talent. So that if you like one of the main reasons for merging these guys, and there's a huge amount of consolidation going on in the US as you know, is to do with sharing talent. I think that also, rather than thinking of recruitment as, oh, that's an HR process thing, it's about the firm culture that I was talking about earlier on, yeah. making the job, the place and the people more attractive. Um, it's partly to do remuneration, but remuneration is never a very good solution because it's temporary. Um, and it's also about, um, you know, being very, very open to the way people want to work and and making that very clear and setting accounting, making accounting exciting again, because yeah. it isn't a dull job. Yeah.
1: Now our listeners will hear, hopefully, that background noise There's a real buzz about this event. I know you're a big supporter of it and you've spoken a few times in the past. When you come to events like this International Accounting Forum and Awards, what's your agenda?
2: My agenda is just to listen to other people and see, I mean, is to find out what's going on. It's about networking. A, what's going on with my colleagues in other, other networks you know, we all share similar problems, but some have different solutions. Yes. Um, and also, it's quite useful to be able to talk, you know, we're sort of mid, mid-level uh, network, to be able to talk to some of the big ones. Their diff- problems are different, but similar, and to talk to quite small ones. I mean, also, it's very, very useful to see a lot of the vendors here who have very interesting solutions, uh, technology in particular, of course, to see what's going on, you know, what's going on in the market. Because ideas that 10 years ago hadn't been thought of are now mainstream. So, you know, that, I, I think that's, that's very useful. Um, and to hear some of the speakers who, you know, you, you will, uh, typically any speaker, you'll pick up one, at least one point where you think, ooh, that's interesting, yeah. I need to think about that. So, it's all of the above. And you
1: served the profession gallantly for many, many years, but you come to the end of your tenure. Yes. Who is taking over? Uh, Chris,
2: Chris Bornman, Ah, okay. Uh, somebody new to the industry. Okay. Uh, he's interested shake things up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. does the
1: future look like for NGI worldwide?
2: Well, I think it's very exciting. So we, we had a, a major merger. We almost doubled in size in 2020. The timing was awful because, of course, the beginning of the pandemic. So only now, literally in the last month, six weeks so we are starting to get together and members from both sides are meeting each other. And so that merger is really consolidated and you know, moving it, we're in a very strong position in the market and we will continue to grow. Uh, and I think a lot, a lot of focus on strengthening the brand. Um, and I, I think things are very exciting for MGI Worldwide. You know, you can't stand still. I think it's great uh, having someone new coming in and he's fantastic and he and I have developed a really excellent relationship who we'll work on. Uh, growing, building the brand, uh, changing what it is we do for members and what our role is. You know, you can't stand still in any of these jobs and much less in the role of a network because uh, to some extent, you know, for a member to be a member of a network is kind of a, they could think of it as a luxury or something that they can drop. So we have to make make sure they get uh, their return on investment.
1: And personally? Will you be on a beach somewhere or playing golf? What does the next well, few
2: years look no, like? No, n- neither of those. Or I might <laughs> play the occasional bit of golf. No, I've got lots of hobbies and interests and things I want to do. Um, I'm also going to be doing some public speaking. I've been asked to talk at a couple of events. Uh, but maybe, yeah, all sorts of going back to the hobbies that I ha- haven't had time, uh, time to do. So, yeah, I've got lots of things I want to do. And it won't be daytime TV, and it, most of it won't be golf.
1: Thank you, Chris. Well, Claudio, it's been
2: lovely talking to you today. Thank you for your time. It's a pleasure.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Success in Accounting. Improve your practice while decreasing how hard
1: you work to make your firm really fly. Really fly. It's Rob Brown here. We're at the International Accounting Forum and Awards, and I'm here with Phil Hopton from Walters Clue. Phil, good day to you. Good day, Rob. How are you? We're great. This is the calm before the storm, Phil. We're here at uh, what a quarter past eight. There's going to be hordes of people arriving here. Why do you like this event? It's a big deal, isn't it?
0: It is, it is a big deal. It, th- this event has something special about it. The, the combination of some really kind of top level people from top level firms mixed with some really kind of cutting edge vendors uh, mixed with a, a, a kind of an award show at the end, it just gives it a, a kind of gravitas that, that a lot of these shows just, just don't have. So I'm, I'm really happy to be here.
1: Uh, I'm really happy to be representing Walter's Clue at the event. And Walter's clear. we Accountex. I saw you there last. That's a different kind of event. It's still big, isn't it? But it's a different kind of crowd. Would you say? Yeah, no, it is. I
0: mean, look, Accountex can be everyone from um, you know someone that's just started starting their career within accountancy, through to, to, to partners of, of big firms. Which is great. It, it means you, you you get to meet everyone across the board. The challenge is that sometimes the people you really want to meet aren't at those events, or they can hide quite easily. It's very easy to hide when there's eight thousand people in an event, right? So trying to hunt someone down that you uh, that you really want to talk to is quite tricky. These types of events where we are today, it's a different type of event. You, You have the people you want to talk to in a room um, you have, you know, you you have a captive kind of market of them and, and, and they're there for you to talk to. It,
1: it's set up very much in, in, in that kind of way. What conversations will you be having today? What will people be asking you? Oh,
0: that's a, that's a big
1: question, <laughs> Rob. <I> mean, <laughs> you must have some answers you, ready, you, so you must
0: know the question. You, you, usually it's, where did you get that shirt? That's, that's, uh, this one's quite tame for me. Um, You're a
1: man of taste.
0: I'm a man of taste, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not often said, Rob, to be fair. Um, look, I think people are going to be asking what's next, right? Um, you know, Walker's Clue have <laughs> traditionally been... Um, the incumbent in, in this space, but you know there is a lot of innovation going on um, around with 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 other other businesses, uh, and so everyone's always keen to find out what we're doing and what we're doing next. And and the answer to that is you know we've got some really exciting stuff coming, um, really exciting stuff coming. But ultimately, I think what I'm here to do today is just to talk to people about kind of. Their journey, where they are, and, and how we can support them. Because it, it's in, it, it's one thing telling them what we what we have, but actually that's only relevant if it's relevant. So for me, it's about finding out what people are looking for, um, where people are in their journey, and and how we might be able to support them. What kind of chip do you feel the accounting profession is in general? You talk to a lot of accountants. I uh, I think we're in a weird place, right? Like um, someone joked yesterday to me, and. Uh, it's only slightly jokey that in a couple of years' time, there's only going to be 10 accountancy firms left in the UK. I've heard things like yeah, that. Cause, cause, you know, All the consolidation. And- yeah, consoli- consolidation's gone mad. The challenge with consolidation is, and, and it's an interesting one, you, you consolidate and consolidate and consolidate, and then it goes the other way, and then people start sprintering off, and then you get... So I think, I think we're going to go for this period of consolidation, but what you'll see also is from that, people within those firms that get consolidated go, actually, do you know what? I could probably do this in a smaller business myself and be maybe slightly happier i mean we're also going through the great resignation rates right? So recruitment across the board whether it be in technology or accountancy or kind of any anything bookkeeping any any field of that it's 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 significant now so kind of retaining staff and making sure that you keep your good people amongst all this chaos is super important i've been through i've been through consolidations in businesses before and it's tough it's tough for people in there um you know it invariably invariably means changes in technology, changes in process, changes in simple things like, uh, you know, reporting and, and management. And, and that's quite a disruption or can be quite a disruption. So I think I think the industry in the whole is in a great place. Look, people wouldn't be investing and buying firms and still investing in tech businesses if it wasn't in a great shape. But the, 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 the warning to that is, I, I guess, we have to remember at the heart of it, people are the most important thing. So we can buy a brand, we can buy a name. But if we're not looking after our people, then actually, you know, what what do you have
1: other than a brand and a name, right? Because it's the people that make the business. I want to ask you if we're out of COVID and the pandemic now. I had a great quote yesterday on a podcast. He said, some people see COVID as a storm, some people see it as a winter, and some people see it as an ice age. Ooh. Depending on how long it lasts, and that's a lovely way of putting it, isn't it? So, it is. We're here, there's no hand sanitizers, there's no masks here at the Waldorf Hotel. So, there's almost that sense, and maybe there was a context a few weeks ago, that this is all blown over, but it's still here, isn't it? It, it, it's still here, and actually more significantly, if you
0: look in the papers, they're talking about rising cases, potential new variants. It is a thing, but yeah, we're very good in in, in this uh, in the world, really, but specifically in this country, in just going, oh, you know, let's just put that under the table and That's let's look stiff upper lip. Yeah, it's, it's stiff upper lip, and it's like it's like you know, what's uh, what's the next thing we can talk about? We went from we went from Brexit to COVID to, to, to war to cost of living. Yeah, each of those pushes the last one off the off the agenda. Covid's still here. People are still testing positive for Covid. I'm still, you know, I still regularly test myself just as, uh, you know, kind of to make sure I'm doing the right thing before I leave the house to go to an event like this, or, or to go and go into the office. Because the last thing you want to do is take down any anyone that's in the office that that, that gets ill. So I think, I think yeah, I, I think that's a really good analogy. Right? I think we're, we're probably in a storm, um, but it's definitely still,
1: you know, the the storm clouds are definitely still there. Disruption. We've never quite had anything like this, but accountants have got used to disruption. Is there such a thing as a disruption proof or future proof firm these days? Um, That's a very good question. I don't know. I tell you what, I think accounting… I'm here to ask the tough questions. You're here to give me all the answers. (laughs) Um, So
0: so To to flip that slightly, I don't know if there, there is that within a firm, but I think there's definitely that within an industry, right? Covid comes along. The accountancy market takes a huge step up in importance. Um, I think it was Helen or Hannah at Futurely that coined the phrase that, you know, accountants are the, um, the, the, the fifth emergency service for small businesses. And I think that's brilliant because that's exactly what their role was. So I think the industry as a whole is, is really good at dealing with disruption and really good at kind of moving through that. Is there a disruption proof firm? Probably not, right? Like we're seeing it. COVID leads to the great resignation and that's impacting firms up and down everywhere. So whilst I don't think you can have a disruption-proof firm. I think the industry as a whole is pretty disruption-proof. Um, it, it tends to roll with the, the whatever government legislation comes along this week, and then gets postponed for another six months, and another six months after that. You know, the industry just goes, okay, well, we'll just you know carry on. So I think, I think actually maybe accountants have the, the maybe that profession is the uh, the stiff upper lip
1: profession of the of the UK. Maybe it's a, incredibly British in that regard. And right? Walter's Clue, big brand, big presence, big market share, but you're not sitting on your laurels. You're here, you're present, you're having conversations. What excites actually most about the next few years on this journey?
0: It's interesting. So, uh, I, I obviously moved from a very fintechy fintech business. And previously that, I was in a fintechy fintech business. And a few people said, it's, a, it's an interesting move. Why move to such an incumbent, such a big player? And, and the answer for me is because of what we're doing, what we have coming. The, the technology we're building, the team and people that we have around us. I'm lucky today I've got a great team with me, but every time I go to an event, I've got a great team with me. They're
1: always making you look good, Phil, aren't they? Right,
0: always, um, but, but you, you know, you're nothing without that team, you're nothing without the people, and, and that for me was the major driver of coming to Walters Cluer. Um, you know, what we're doing in the future, what's coming down the line, and you know, the people here, and all of that together, for me, just makes an absolutely ideal place to be. In a market that you know is, is going to see even more change over the next. Month. I love I love doing these interviews in uh, in public places. The chaos that no one can see going it's around. all
1: live. <laughs> the, the joys have been live. And final question, Phil. It is hard to predict what's coming up. But as far as you can see, what does the next two or three years look like for the accounting profession and the fintech industry that serves them?
0: Yeah, I think I think look. One of the things we're seeing in the fintech industry, in the wider fintech industry, not in in directly in the accountancy market. But we're starting to see some value, some down valuations come in in funding rounds. That's an interesting one, right? Like we haven't been in that position. Sum up, um, recently uh, had a massive down valuation, went from 20 billion to 8 billion in terms of their market cap. So you look at things like that and you go, okay, there are some storms coming, right? There's some storms coming. But if you have the right people and you're in the, with the, you're building the right technology and you've got the right clients and you're listening to those clients and listening to what they need, not what they want, what they need, because the two, as you know, Rob, are very, very different things. I think think the future is pretty promising, um, but I do think there are going to be some choppy waters ahead. I think, you know, I said it before, I'll say it. I'm, I'm talking today at the event and the, the, I'm talking about disruption and ch- uh, like I, I'm talking about change and digital change, but not from the perspective of the business or the technology, but from the perspective of the people. So like, we have to evolve. I, I, I talk about this in my talk, but the average age of a partner in a accountancy firm is 55. The average age of a business owner is 33, right? That's a, a literal generation between people. So you have to adapt. If you don't, you're gonna miss out on the best people. You're gonna miss out on um, those businesses that need your support. Because actually, if you don't adapt to that, then you
1: know, you're gonna be seen as the dinosaurs. And we all know what happened to them. That's a positive note to leave us on. Uh, I always try to be positive We You do, <laughs> and, and, and a couple of quick words. What do accountants need to really get their heads around to stay relevant and competitive as we emerge out of COVID? I think,
0: I think they need to, understand that change is more than technology change is cultural change is technological change is personal and unless you net together all of those elements then the perception of you will always be as as it has been and you know there are smart young brilliant accountants and accountancy practices starting up all over the place these days if you can't get if, if you can't get ahead of that if you can't transform your business top to bottom then you have a serious risk, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but in three or four years' time.
1: Paul Huppen, that's been brilliant. Thanks so much for your time today.
0: Thanks, Rob. Improve your practice while decreasing how hard you work, oh, you work. to make your firm really fly. fly. Sponsored by Dext.